Will you spend another summer working on your yard for your spouse, kids, and guests? Or would you rather spend the summer with your spouse, playing with the kids, and relaxing with guests? Hire Blue Duck Lawn Care to get the super healthy lawn you love and neighbors will envy. Blue Duck does the fertilizing and weed control. You just mow to get a lush, thick lawn. Best in your neighborhood. If it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Remember, if it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Amber and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. Noise pollution. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also, Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Rob Kendall watched the d- debate last night, so you all didn't have to. I tuned in here and there. I, look, I, I thought the third debate was the best of the debates. I'm hearing very good things and very good reviews about this fourth debate. Good reviews about Megan Kelly and her performance as moderator. Uh, overall thoughts on the debate and what we learned or did we learn anything last night rob well the debate's better because you only have four people yes. on the stage and it's are you bashing doug are you anti-doug <laughs> rob because doug dropped out and is that why you think this was better doug and mikey and asia asia or whatever that dude's name was and uh, i mean look when you got all those goobers up there that have no shot to win and they have no business being up there they just take up time and those are the people oftentimes who are the most obnoxious because they're trying to be seen because nobody knows who they are. You had four people they that have spirited back and forth. Their personalities got a chance to show, or in the case of DeSantis, lack thereof, and I thought it was a pretty pretty well so done debate. DeSantis was the weakest? Of no, the- I, just, I just think he has... I, it's... I think you lose you lose who you are when you rise to the level of a Ron DeSantis because you try to be things your coalition builder all things to all people. I think the genuine nature of who you are kind of goes away, and I think DeSantis is just kind of a plastic guy. <laughs> you know, I love DeSantis, great governor, uh, but my, the thing that always comes to my mind, and it, it's you know neither here nor there, but like, does he always have to smile? Yeah, is that what they always tell these it's candidates? Such an awkward kind <laughs> of forced smile. Yeah, they're they, all yeah they the, all have to sit there and smile. Just sit there and have a conversation. That, and, and that's what I'm alluding to is it doesn't come naturally to him. I think the guy's kind of socially awkward. I don't think he's a guy you'd look forward to go out and pound in some brews with. And but I, what sucks is he's a really good guy. I mean, he is. I agree. He's the most qualified person to be president of the United States on that stage. I thought by substance, he won that debate. I don't mean to be disparaging DeSantis, but it doesn't matter He's a gajillion points behind Trump, and barring some sort of miracle in Iowa that nobody sees coming, there's not even going to be two tickets out of Iowa. There's going to be one, and it's going to be Trump. What's more likely to happen? A miracle in Iowa for one of these candidates, let's just focus on DeSantis, or something happens with Donald Trump in terms of legal stuff, and he's not running for president? Uh, I think it's out of Iowa, because Iowa's a caucus state. It's very different from every other, how every other state votes. It is... uh, 
a lot of it's based on organization. Do you think there's any way Donald Trump will have legal issues that will prevent him from running to be the president? No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it matters. I think the people would, I mean, he'd do it from prison. I mean, you know, whatever. I just. And he'd win the Republican nomination from prison. Absolutely. Which would be wild. He he could win the presidency from prison. I actually think if Trump were somehow in prison during the election, I think it would work in his favor because, well, one, he wouldn't be able to talk all the time. Truth social post would be in the weightlifting yard. <laughs> oh, it's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. You guys ever watch Arrested Development, he's the gonna, show Arrested Development? He's got to get a Diet Coke in the commissary. <laughs> but yes, I love Arrested Remember Development. Remember when Jeffrey yeah. Tambor goes oh, to prison yeah, and he's yeah. like the like the running the joint? That would be that would be Donald Trump. Yes, absolutely. He's got the red Make America Great Again bandana on. <laughs> How did Nikki Haley do? Again, I tuned in and out and, and they were both, you know, they were all all three of them were d- directing their ire towards Nikki Haley because she's doing very, very well in the polls. Um, how did she perform? I don't like her. I think she's a war hawk. I think she is a uh, pretty, pretty much an establishmentarian. Uh, how do you think she did? Uh, well, I think she did the worst. I, you know, I heard Tony coming in today. I think he agreed with that. Uh, she's just so unlikable. And once you narrow the stage to where these people actually have to talk, and they, it's the defending themselves. This is where you kind of find out who people are is how they defend themselves. And she really is a very unlikable person. And when she gets shot at, not literally shot at, but from a verbal standpoint, she comes off as very very unlikable because that's who I think she kind of is as a person. And she doesn't like having her lies called out sure. because Ron DeSantis a couple times called her out on her bull crap. His Twitter feed showed the videos where Nikki Haley clearly said that if parents want their children to have sex chur- surgeries, they should be able to do so. Paraphrasing there. Uh, but she said that, no, 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 I, I never said that. We well, played it yesterday. Yeah, the audio exists. We're not stupid. You can find it on the internet in literally one minute's time. Yeah, and, and so what's interesting is, so if you, you take Trump out of the equation, this presidential process has nominating process has played out the way it normally does. And what I mean by that is if you think about who the also ran to Trump has been, the number two, you've seen various people rise and then everybody on the stage goes at that person because they want to be number two. That person crumbles. It was DeSantis to start and then Ramaswamy kind of caught fire for a while and now it's her turn. And then we're kind of back to DeSantis being the number two because he holds up the best because while he's not really like a cool guy or a guy you'd want to hang out with, he has a great record as governor and when you can get past his plastic or his kind of unlikability you look at his record and you go pretty darn impressive and that's what nigel and i were talking about yesterday it sucks that the presidency the way this country picks the most powerful man in the world has become american idol yeah because if it's just based on who's going to do the best job it's ron DeSantis. but he doesn't have a wacky catchphrase there's no make america great again hat there's no hope and change there's no i'm with her none of that that's there, but that's how so many people pick the most powerful leader on the planet. Yeah, you're you're 100 right, and it you know we're in the soundbite culture in a 24/7 news cycle, and unfortunately for DeSantis, he picked the wrong time in a post-Trump world to run for president. Eight years ago, well, Trump was running eight years ago. Uh, 12 years ago, you know, if he's on that stage, you know, instead of Romney, he's likely becomes the nominee and president of the United States. What about four years from now? Well, I mean, he's made a lot. You got to wonder how strong the Trump 
orbit is going to be. Like, if Trump wins the presidency, clearly it will remain very strong. But if he loses again, how how long does this coalition last? I think that'll be how people like DeSantis get judged. How important is Trump's VP pick? Because right now, the only people, the person I see on that stage that is a champion of Donald Trump is Ramaswamy. Uh, but I bet we were talking to Bill O'Reilly yesterday. He thinks he, he doesn't like Nikki Haley, but he thinks if Trump was smart, he'd pick Nikki Haley. By, by the way, speaking did. of uh, Bill O'Reilly, think about the guests you guys get. I mean, what a show. You guys oh, you, you guys are amigos with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> and you're a part of this. Yes. I mean, I'm on Today this. is the day of a million great Americans right. on our program. I mean, you've got, you know, Riley Gaines uh, was on. You've got Drew Storen and Mark Patrick. I still don't think Drew gives me enough credit for kind of starting him oh, in sports boy. with his oh, broadcasting God. career. We talked about I that take Everything back I said about Rob. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show. I mean, I, I, God love you guys. But to uh, Nigel's question, does Donald Trump need a woman on that ticket? Does he need somebody uh, that's a minority or does it matter? It, uh, I, I think this year it's going to be. I mean, look, if you if you don't know, you know, to steal a phrase from Joe Biden, you know, if you don't can't decide between me and Trump. Well, you know, I can't finish it because I might get fired. But <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you do, if you don't know, if you need a vice president to help you make it up. He's going to pick a loyalist. He's going to probably pick a woman. That would probably be very wise of Nikki him. Nikki Haley, Christy Nome are the two names we hear a lot. Yeah. I mean, maybe Laura Loomer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's something else I've noticed just real quick. I haven't noticed a lot of media coverage concerning Donald Trump being in courtrooms, be, taking the stands. And I think that's because I want to get your take. I think the media wants Donald Trump to run against Biden. And uh, the more the media concentrates on Donald Trump, the more they make him into a martyr right now with all these ridiculous, um, ridiculous indictments. Yeah, the the prosecutors are helping Trump because people look yes. at like the documents thing and they're like, really, Biden gets to go free and Trump's on trial for his life. Or they look at the thing in uh, in New York with Stormy Daniels and they're like really the guy gave money to a porn star and you're trying to put him in you know prison i mean people look at this and say it is not just one rogue prosecutor it's a coordinated effort and to get this guy and it's not balanced right right exactly if you want to go after donald trump for sexual things then you damn well better open up this list of whoever jeffrey epstein flew down to that island right and so i think the media has kind of recognized hey not only did this not hurt him. Yeah. Everybody knows what Trump is. It was like, remember when the whole thing with Stormy Daniels came out and they were like, oh my gosh, we we got him even before he was you know charged criminally with the stuff. It was like, really? You think people are going to learn that Donald Trump gave money to a porn star and they're going to go, oh, I'm so shocked Donald Trump would be having <laughs> extramarital affairs. So Rob, recently, Suzanne Crouch. Old what, silent. What do you call her? Again? Old silent Suzanne. And why is that? <laughs> because she's been totally silent for the past seven years as Eric Holcomb has raised the taxes and had the meet and greets with Malik Muhammad and tried to put you in jail for a mask and well you know the list it, it's lieutenant governor yes it's lieutenant governor silent. yes she yes. is now running to be the governor and she laid out her plan on her website a lot of new updated uh -huh. material it's going to eliminate a lot of taxes she's talking about giving some of the surplus back to the people of Indiana the state income tax and all stuff I like Quite frankly, Rob. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yes. So, you seem skeptical, I mean, I, Rob. Well, I mean, that's all stuff I'm for. Yeah. Um, so we're led to believe... <laughs> 
that a woman who has <laughs> His been, face is getting red right I now. I mean, it's a, she's just she's just highly fraudulent. Look, all these people running for governor are on their own way, shape, or form highly fraudulent. But she may be the most egregious of all because she has been a champion for seven years of high taxes, record government spending, record growth of government. And now we're led to believe, after you've championed the exact opposite for seven years, that you've now somehow found the strength of 10 conservatives plus two, and you're going to be axing government, you're going to be axing taxes. It, it, it's totally disingenuous, and she's a liar. And as we talked about yesterday, like there are too many people that don't like her for various reasons, right? There are the people like you, Rob, that feel like, wait a minute, you were silent for so long, I don't want to listen to you. But then there's the establishment butt sniffers who don't want to have their paychecks taken away in any way with all the kickbacks and things that they've done to get this, quote, surplus at the state of Indiana. So nobody's going to vote for her. Well, think about, so let's talk about the surplus for a second. They literally, they being the Indiana General Assembly, literally changed the law to keep you from getting money from the surplus. Your money. They changed the law because you were going to get your money back, and they said, oh, no, 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 we screwed up one year and couldn't spend the money fast enough. So they changed the threshold and then spent down the surplus right to that threshold and go, what do you know? We would have loved to have given you your money back, but uh, you know, we just it just didn't work out this year. Did she say a word about that? No, of course not, because she doesn't actually mean it. She is a big government, uh, big tax, big spend Republican. And this is why your pal Mike Beckwith is doing what he's doing and running for that position with the delegates, right? Yeah, what Micah Beckwith is doing is is one of the most important things to ever happen in this state, because if Micah Beckwith is the lieutenant governor nominee and wins at that convention, you will have a legitimate, independent check and balance on whoever the governor is. And we need that, because none of these people running for governor right now are actually serious about you and helping you and your family. Let's get down to brass tacks yeah. here. We are in the finals of Biden Madness in-season <laughs> tournament. It's the number one seed against the number two seed. You can vote right now on our Twitter feed, at Hammer and Nigel. Which clip is more ridiculous? Cast your vote. You, Rob, yeah. you've been like a lobbyist mm-hmm. for Let's Go Val. Booster. Sorry, happy birthday, Valvin. Yeah, Booster. Happy I'm, a- I'm like happy I mean, in blue I, chips. I'm yeah. a friend of the program. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that clip that you love so much because it's everything it's it's biden being old and senile it's him being disingenuous and so he's singing happy birthday to this woman and he forgets her name or didn't know her name and instead of just mumbling his way through it he invents a name so it's the plagiarism it's the lying it's all the joe biden stuff in one clip he went out of his way to pander to this black church on mlk day mlk the third is there with his wife andrea and that's her name andrea so joe biden being the pander king that he is decides to sing happy birthday to her but the problem is he has no idea who the hell she is and he just made up a name and you pointed this out earlier today on our show it isn't like he just trails off and hopes nobody notices maybe they'll sing over me he invents a name Special thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.